Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Rick, and this is Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free, a podcast that I hope uh, will definitely help you out in life with some of the crap that we all got to go through. Um, please uh, do check out the show notes. You'll see some uh, great resources there, links to our guests. And please uh, check out the donation links if you can, or buy me a gosh darn coffee if you like. I'm happy to take it um and really do appreciate it helps keep the show alive uh like i say you can link up with our guests as well there so if you hear somebody on the show that you're interested in what they do or want to read their books or whatever uh, you can see the links uh, for them in the show notes as well if they've got some um and yes and please check out uh, on redbubble.com you just go redbubble.com and do a search for studio 17 designs um, that's studio and then the number 17 designs with a letter Z. Uh, they've got uh, some great funny and inspirational like birthday and holiday, Halloween, Christmas and stuff for dancers, I think, and movie and TV business folks, but just for everybody. Um, so great inspirational uh, sayings and slogans and funny stuff that, you know, you can throw onto a T-shirt or a hat or a mug and put it at your desk at work when you're having a crappy day and lift your spirits up. Um, but uh, please support them as well. Hopefully it can help you get through some of the crappy stuff that we all go through. And uh, now we're just continuing on with part two of the last podcast. So check out part one of this. So you know where we left off and what the hell we're talking about. Enjoy. Dude, I feel like I'm my own worst bully. <laughs> yeah, Have you ever felt that. like that? You know, <laughs> like I, I, I thought about this, like, I don't know if I've had so many, like, I have had versions of maybe bullies, not ones that have like beat me up. Right. But where, you know, there was that type of tension. But as I do think about it, like, when I was in in those years, like I had, especially coming out of boarding school and it was a religious boarding school. It was very kind of cult-like and you were cut off from technology, all sorts of stuff where yeah. when you were outside of those walls, it was like a totally crazy Different world. experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, I, there was just this, a uh, couple things. Like, I think this, uh, need to, um, like rebel or, or like prove people wrong or, uh, oh. that like that was a little bit there and this need to like for freedom in, in expression, I think in terms of like, you know, so much of like, we were really keeping things inside being quiet. You weren't like, there were a lot of weird rules and stuff you abided by for years. And, um, I think there was this need for me to figure out like, what I've always wanted to, I didn't know if I wanted to write or draw or, you know, speak or do stand up or podcasts or any of that. But I had this feeling of like this fighting feeling inside of me that felt like, man, I'm not, I'm not you, I'm not in the path that I want to be in. Right. I feel frustrated that I don't even know what that is. Uh -huh. I feel, I felt annoyed that like two, three years of my life was in those peak years where like, you know, you're, you're, you're making friends, you're developing your personality, you're, um, socializing. Like, I felt like I had a, a, a like a disadvantage, um, in social situations because it was just so like, I don't know. I just felt weird after being in, in this like remote place for 
two, three years. And um, everybody feels awkward, I think, uh, kids and teens when you're kind of in those stages. But I think for me internally, this is what I mean by that bully feeling. It felt like it was a hundred times more, you know? Um, so the external, I think, uh, like obstacles, like you said, not, you know, money, not uh, some people not having as much access to resources and time or whatever, like that's all there. I think we, we all have versions of that, but for me, and I think the, the result of some of those things, a lack of resources or whatever sometimes can be those strong emotions and feelings that then keep you in a rut. Right. And so for me, I focus on, you know, that, that discomfort that I had where it was like, even, even in conversations, I, I will say this. Yeah. Even in conversations, like the one we're having right now, this was just unimaginable to me back then, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. I, I was so scared. I didn't, I was so scared to like express my point of view. I didn't have a point of view. It was so, um, I, and I felt so frustrated by that. I was envious of people who did have that. And so I think it was just this discomfort uh, of like not having any of those things that made me kind of want to be like, how do I get that? You know, the same way with fitness. Um, right, right. How do I get this body to be this thing? I kind of set out on a journey to then like, make up for missed time in a way because that's that that's how i was operating when i was like 16 to 21 i think because so of, the fitness obviously it's pretty evident you know how you went about trying to get what you wanted there or at least you know do something about you know those desires um so how did you go about i mean like specifically how did you go about um you know, getting to the point where you are today, as far as having conversations and being able to talk like you do, because I mean, it's, it's fucking great. And to be able to get up on stage and do stand up is like, you know, obviously public speaking is the biggest fear of all humans. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So for you to go from the point you were just describing to being, you know, doing stand up comedy and, you know, being a pro podcaster, what did you do in order to, you know, uh, get to where you are now? I think it's it like, is really, did you hit a bunch of Tony Robbins seminars. Did you read lots <laughs> of books? Did you, uh, I mean, I'm looking for like practical steps that like our listeners who, or, you know, who understand what you're talking about, like that they could try. Sure. I, okay. So I, I'm sure there's no, like just one answer here because the, the, yeah, it was sure. a process of years. Right. And if I was to describe, like, I, I, I was an information hungry type of kid, like at the school that I was at, uh, you know, we like we were studying probably from wait 5 a.m to like 11 p.m right there was not many breaks so like my brain was wired to acquire like more information and how do i and there was rewards like oh if i get here faster i can get out of the school faster and things like that so <laughs> yeah. i was reading as much as i possibly could in terms of just like business books and uh things like that podcasts and interviews and blog articles, like I would categorize all of them in that same category, not just books, but like interviews of like Seth Godin talking to mm -hmm. Chase Jarvis or somebody. And, yeah, yeah. and my brain had this weird, I didn't realize it was weird or like that different, but like I would remember weird lines or sentences or concepts from some of these interviews that like my buddy would watch, like 
uh, you know, for example, like, oh, this comedian came on this podcast, like, and he talks about some really good stuff for younger comedians. We'll show it to one of my buddies who's one. And like, he gets something totally different, different out, of out of it. Yeah. Than what I did. He didn't even hear any of the parts that I heard. And so not to say that some, you know, what I was doing was better or anything like that, but it just goes way- to show how different everybody is and, you know, what you're, everybody has a different kind of antenna, right. Tuned in a different way. So we, we pick up all kinds of different things. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing I realize is uh, pattern recognition. Uh, so creativity is really a lot of pattern made up of a lot of pattern recognition, being able to recognize like, oh, this, this happens every time, you know, this thing occurs or, uh, okay, uh, even if you can't fully explain it, it's like on stage, you can't explain fully everything, but you internally know when this thing is, you know, if, if you do this, this will put you in a hole uh, energetically for the next 10 minutes. And you, you have, you know, like there are just some weird rules like that, that you, I think acquire. So, uh, I would pay attention to what I liked about other interviewers, other speakers, other podcasters, other comedians. Cause I just was like, so fascinated by like, how could someone talk so smoothly? Like, is this edited or is, you know, like it just didn't make sense to me. You were researching the things that you, uh, or, you know, the people or the things that you wanted to get better at, you know, and you were watching it and saying, well, how do they do it so well? Um, and just, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, a great thing. I mean, it's uh, learning through observation because lots of us don't want to sit there and read, 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 but it's like, well, if you want to be able to get up on stage, you know, and, and do a TEDx speech, um, watch a bunch of them and see how people are doing that. And like, what is their body language and where are they putting their hands as they're talking? Right. And do they say, you know, or, you know, they say that a lot. Do they say, um, a lot. And you just mm-hmm. observe and you pay attention to all these things. And you say, well, they're a great speaker. They get great responses from the audience. I am really paying attention to them. I'm not sure why I'm paying attention attention to them so much, but let me observe and you know see what they're doing and see what you can find. So, I mean, I think that's a you know it's a great bit of advice right there. You know, to just watch things that, that you want to go after. Well, there's there's the watching thing, and then I will also say that uh, a feeling to be aware of while you're going through this process. Um, and I've just, just something I've noticed personally, uh, is you, like, I still, to this day, I might feel a little bit more comfortable. Right. But like, there's still some parts of me that I don't see myself that way. Right. Like, Oh, I'm, I do stand up now and, um, I'm comfortable talking to people. Like I still get that, like, Mm. nervousness and the social anxiety comes back in certain situations. Mm. And I also notice like if I'm underslept and I haven't drank a lot of water and Mm. some of those things are off, like, okay, that's more likely to manifest, uh, again in some way. I think I have a better, um, override control, but I'll tell you an example, just like two nights ago. So I'm in New Jersey and I'm going to go on stage that night. It's been a little bit of time since uh, I've gone up on stage. Um, I had a you know good show the time before, but I was in a bit of a funk, uh, felt stuck for sure in some ways creatively. But finally, I'm like, okay, here's some new things I'm excited to try. I'm going to get out there, meet some, get to see some new people that I haven't in, in a while. And um, I help, uh, you know, run this room. And Basically what happens is like, I wasn't expecting to, but I got thrown into the mix to host the first half of the show. Mm. Now that is a totally different experience 
to where you're like, okay, now you're dealing with cold energy up front. You have to warm people up. You have to keep warming people up in between. You have to reset the energy if someone bombs and all that stuff. So all of a sudden, my, the the butterflies in my stomach are back. Like I'm not listening. I can't hear what other, like what people are saying. I'm just kind of like in my head thinking about like, oh shit, what do I, you know, what am I going to do? So that feeling is there. And I think it's getting okay. Like I tried so hard to just get rid of that feeling forever. And I'm not sure if that's actually possible. I think it's just like you, you're a little bit desensitized to it, to where that pattern recognition thing, you're like, okay, this feeling comes up every time I go up on stage, but it ends up being And I've heard so many performers, you know, whether it's, you know, Pavarotti or Streisand or whoever saying, you know, oh, I'm scared to death every time I go out there, you know, it's like, you're like, what, really? You know, you're so amazing at it. You've done it a thousand times. And so, you know, it certainly is is a human thing, but I think, you know, some great tips out of what you're saying is, you know, you've got to pay attention to yourself, right? Um, And if you're in situations that you don't like, right, um, start asking yourself some questions when you're in that situation, you know, and try to figure out whether it's, you know, well, what just happened that, you know, in the last five, 10 minutes that made me change my mood, you know, or what is the reason every time I come into work, um, I'm feeling like this, you know, is there, and you really got to actually just like, look, make yourself your own science experiment and look around. And it's amazing how just, you know, changing one thing in your routine can end up making a big difference, but you definitely have to look first and, you know, examine and try and figure out, well, why, you know, do I feel this way? Uh, You know, some people like, you know, getting up on stage, well, why do I have that kind of nervousness? And then how do I address that? You know, what am I thinking in my head that's making me not feel confident? Okay. Well, then what can I, what can I write down on paper? So before I get up on stage next time, and I'm, I'm not talking about stand up, but just anything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, be, before I do this activity next time, I can open up my journal, open up my little book, or I can, you know, read this note that's in my pocket and remind me it's like, I do a lot of public speaking and sometimes it's, you know, the 30 people. And sometimes it's just 3000 people. And right. I, I used to have a card that I put in my pocket I was like reminders, literally right before I'd get up on stage, I would read through that list, you know, uh, it was a, maybe some things about, you know, remembering, uh, you know, different techniques for connecting with the audience and make sure to throw this thing in there. But it was literal things as well as like, all right, you know, take your 10 breaths right now, do this right now, you know, physical things to loosen you up. And, and, you know, if you, if you start to study yourself, um, you can figure out um, things that might be triggering some bad reactions in you, and then you can start experimenting to do different things, right? And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can have things available to you, you know, when those situations come up. Yeah, and it's it's knowing that that um, that uncomfortable, like, oh, I don't know enough yet. I'm like that feeling is okay. Because a lot of times as you're going, like when I was certainly trying to acquire some of those basic skills, like, you know, just conversing with people or asking better questions or uh, things like that, I, you know, it, it, I, for years, you just feel like, oh, I'm still learning. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still trying to chase that thing. And then all of a sudden you stop, you forget about that thing. You stop chasing that thing. Like, 
you know, maybe you've, you, it's just become maybe a part of you after a couple of years to where you're not, you've, you've just, I don't know, it's fallen out of track in terms of like <clears throat> maybe the main goal. And just like us humans are, we quickly move on to the next goal. And so now all of a sudden, instead of like, you know, being able to carry a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, I'm like, oh, okay, how do I, how do I get up on stage? And how do I get deal with that mm -hmm. nervousness now? So you have to realize that the, the goalpost is always moving for yeah, you yeah. too. Yeah, so sure. when you are getting better at certain skills that you might be trying to improve, sometimes you just can't see it because your goalposts moved already. And now it requires a bigger series of skill sets. So you're still in acquisition mode. Um, and now it's interesting because, you know, I would say that that happens maybe three like I'd say three to five years from when you start acquiring any skill yeah. um, at that three-year mark, you start to go, okay, I've read a lot of stuff. I've done things other people's ways. I've tried it I've, a lot of different ways, but now I need to mix up my own thing into this and make it my own. Why did I start this originally? Mm -hmm. And that's where the full circle moment sometimes happens. And you're like, okay, I have gotten a little bit better at this thing. And um, uh, I, I did get unstuck, even though I felt stuck this whole time uh -huh. um, and, and all that stuff. So um, that's just something to keep in mind as, as you're on the pursuit of, I think getting unstuck and improving at any skill or acquiring any skills, like there's that fine dance between like learning more, not knowing enough, never being satisfied, but then also being able to right. like give yourself a tiny bit of credit so you can keep that momentum building. Yeah. So that's a, it's a nice thing to, you know, think about, um, when you're, when you're feeling that, you know, you're not going anywhere, um, or you're not, you're not as good as the other person or as your pecs aren't as big as that guy or whatever is that if you, you know, think about, well, where am I today in comparison to where I was before, you know, or before I started this even. Um, and sometimes that's a year ago, or sometimes you got to look back further. That's, you know, three, five years ago, right? So that you can, you know, use that pride in your progress as motivation to keep going and say to say to yourself, you know, like, well, yeah, that's true. I am, you know, I am better, you know, than I was last year at this. I'm sure I'm still not at that person's level and that's my goal. Um, but, you know, we certainly, it's really easy for all of us to fall into the trap of like, well, I haven't reached that point yet. And that Instagram thing I'm looking at, or, you know, that, you know, celebrity I'm looking at, or that rich business entrepreneur I'm looking at. It's like, yes, you're not Elon Musk yet. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and you may, it may or may not be, but you know, at one point, Elon was not Elon, you know, he was not the, you know, the huge billionaire that he is today. Right. So all I'm saying is that you can still look back and compare yourself to yourself, that's a much, much better way to try and stay happy than comparing yourself to others that you have no clue of what the hell is going on in their own life. And, you know, just because of whatever it is, the money in the bank account or how many, uh, you know, speeches they give a year, whatever, you're like, damn, I wish I was a motivational speaker like that guy, you know, he's doing a hundred, you know, gigs a year. And it's like, but you have no idea, number one, if that's making them happy. You have no idea if they're sitting there just as frustrated and feeling stuck as you are because they're like, damn, I'm not making a million dollars yet. You know, it's like, but you're doing 100 gigs a year. That's awesome. That's my goal. And 
the other person may be totally not happy. So, you know, comparing yourself to yourself, I think is always a much better route to go. Well, so nowadays, um, since you've, you know, gone through these transitions, right, of going after the fitness and now then using that fitness to get your public speaking going and, uh, you know, getting yourself up on stage and now helping people do that with a podcast um, all together. Um, are there other things that, um, well, first off, are you able to sit back a little bit and give yourself some credit? Um, number one, which I certainly think you should hear some quiet applause in the background for you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Just, just forget up on stage and doing some damn stand up is like, you know, that's super courageous right there. Um, and then how do you go about, um, keeping up the motivation to reach the next, you know, goalposts that you've set out there for, for yourself? Great question. Um, <clears throat> I think you're right. I, I did get a chance to reflect on this uh, for a little bit. Um, you know, my birthday was at the end of November. And for me, that time of year, it's like before New Year's hits and all that. And mm -hmm. it kind of becomes my year in review. Um, and only when I do stop to think about it from that vantage point, you're like, oh, okay, a lot has happened in mm -hmm. a year. Like, even though times it felt like it was moving like molasses it was like now there's a lot that has happened that's very different from one year ago so yeah i was able to definitely i think a little bit um congratulate myself like especially for getting up on stage even during the whole pandemic like yeah. that was a hard thing to do going up to you know new york where everybody's like just it's so funny like that what you're hearing on the news or what people are saying about what new york's like and then you get up there like, and I'm scared out of my mind, right? I'm, like, well, I'm, oh, man, just, I'm, I'm laughing only, sorry to jump in, but I'm laughing just because like, I'm, I'm picturing like you going up or any stand up, you know, in that situation going up in a small club and, you know, the, it's a really intimate audience, like at the laugh factor here on sunset or something. And yeah. it's really quiet because you're nervous. And then you hear some coughing, right? Normally that would be like a funny thing, like, gee, this room is dead quiet, whatever. But under COVID times, when somebody starts coughing, it's a whole nother fucking thing that you start thinking in your head, you know? Like, oh, yeah. And, and then shit, you got to address it. We're in a small it. room and who's coughing? And yeah, and then, right. Exactly like that. Before, you didn't have to say anything about it. But now as a stand-up, it's like you got to have some ammunition ready to go for that kind of crap. Oh, yeah. 100%. So there, there were times like that where, you know, like doing we, we did outdoor um mm, you know shows smart. and stuff and it was like you know heated lamps and all that stuff and mm -hmm. people packed in so it, it was fun we made it work right but uh i think i think to sustain um any anything and this is just what i've learned from doing a bunch of different things uh over over uh the past couple of years is like i there has to be some like bigger purpose to where it's mm -hmm. motivating for me. And I think there's um, two sides of it. There's the external side of it, which is like, you know, your, your mission statement, your uh, thing that keeps you going and that you publicly say out there and it is true and you've given it some thought and it's authentic, but internally there's always something even deeper that you might not even ever say or whatever, or even know fully yet, but it's like, this is the thing that keeps you driving you on this yeah. path. Right. And so for me, I think being in touch with that, um, and making sure that some of the things I'm doing, like getting closer and closer to them being 
like long-term moves. I want to play long-term games. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play like quick, you know, this is let's go hard for a month and then it'll be over. It's like, I want to build something like a skill set that, okay, let me spend the next 10 years of my life, 20 years of my life, like exploring this thing and working on this thing. And that's why I think starting with um, passion projects and things that you are genuinely interested in um, is so good is because there's no loss, right? It's like, you're still interested in that thing. Okay. You might be talking like a crazy person, you know, into a microphone about the thing that you enjoy, but like, is that okay that's the worst that happened is like you took some time talking about it and reflecting on some of this stuff mm-hmm. but like on the other side it can really grow into something where what happens when if you love comic books like and you spent 10 years deepening your understanding a little bit more about comic books it's like it's crazy there's a lot of people out there who are making full-time livings off of something as wild as that or even wilder right so that doesn't instead of kind of like being jealous of that or being like oh it's so unrealistic or whatever it's kind of like admiring the person that they took the risk to Mm. pay attention to that thing a little bit more than we did Right. Mm -hmm. So for comic books, it's like I could have done the same thing, but I'm not that into comic books where I'm going to like spend an extra hour of my day learning about it, reading them and doing all that stuff. Um, And the same goes for every other little mini category you can possibly think of out there. So I think um, having something where you go, okay, you know, stand up is something that takes a long time to get good at the first two years, three years for me, it was like really just shedding a lot of like fear. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're still figuring out your voice and getting good in the first 10, 15 years. Um, <clears throat> it's like a long, long skill set. And then there's, you know, uh, podcasting and things like that, where what I still want to do this in five, 10 years. And it's like, absolutely. You know, maybe it's not Mm -hmm. the exact same show name or whatever, but it's like this medium and what there is to learn about it. Like I love what it's given me. And so I see myself being able to do it. And so now that there's this long-term game, it like, I don't know, it's a little bit more motivating for me to play and for me to be like, okay, this is going somewhere. My energy Mm -hmm. that I, you know, okay, I bombed last night, but it's going somewhere because I'm getting better over the course of 10 years to where that like there are some significant bombs that have uh, like stuck with me in in good ways where it it can motivate the hell out of you right yeah you think you just see things so much clearly like uh just lines that you should have cut or stuff that you were like you had a hunch about it was like immediately the audience's reaction edits it for you and so um, I would say, yeah, man, to, to, to sustain, like, I'm still figuring that out, that formula to sustain mm-hmm. consistency and all of those different things. But, uh, what I'm finding is if you, if you, uh, like are surrounding yourself and indulging yourself in some of the activities that you want to do more of, that's kind of like the best thing you can set yourself up for um and it 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 evolves over the years so it's like at first you're you know 90 percent, 95 percent of your time you're not doing the thing you want and you have five percent of time to do and then it's like okay what can you do in that five percent of time and 
as long as you can keep going there, only then do you go, okay, 10% of mm-hmm. time I can now allocate to this 15, 30 yeah, and, exactly. and that type of thing. So that's nice um, in that's itself to be able, yeah, that's nice in itself to be able to just look at that and say, well, gee, I am doing, you know, the things I like, or I'm interested in or curious about, uh, I am doing them more than I was in the past, you know, and that that's a motivator right there. I think one of the nice things that you said too, is, you know, looking at others, um, instead of, uh, from an envious, uh, you know, viewpoint and, you know, let's say somebody who's, you know, making a full-time living off of, you know, their comics, um, and something you're interested in as well. Um, if you look at that and say, well, wow, somebody else was able to do that with, you know, their niche or something that I thought, oh, you could, I could never make money off of this. So instead of being jealous of that person and like, wow, they are doing it, you know, I wish it was me. It's like, well, you know what? That person actually helped to show you that it can be done, you know? So use that as motivation, like, you know, that, okay, well, maybe I can do the same. At least I know the concept has been proven. You didn't have to go through and being the person who made the proof of concept, right? It's like, it's sort of like Burger King should really thank McDonald's. It's like McDonald's proved it could work and did all the fucking figuring out shit. Yeah. Burger King came on board and so did everybody else, you know, after that and copied everything. So it's like, you can kind of thank the people instead of being, you know, jealous of them. Um, and, and the other thing I like that what you said is, you know, having a, uh, a longer term purpose, um, and a deeper purpose that you might be not fully aware of, like you said, um, but, you know, looking for a purpose that, you know, can help sustain you over time is certainly a wise thing to do. Number one. Um, and it, you know, obviously shouldn't be just a, you know, a number, I want to reach this amount of money or whatever, but, you know, really think about why is it that, you know, you want to do that thing? Um, and when you really know the reasons uh, for doing something, it just makes it easier when you get tired of doing it or you don't want to do it. If you go back and look at those real reasons, uh, it can help to motivate you, you know, to not quit and give up and to keep going. Well, I uh, just want to say I can't thank you enough, Miss Bob, for coming on today. Uh, I would love to hear some of your stand-up. Actually, do you have any jokes or anything? I'm not not to put you on the spot, but do, I mean, are you? Are you? I'm actually curious as stand-ups, like you know, whatever they can walk into somewhere and they can be like, all right, well, uh, you know, let me tell you about my uncle, blah, blah, blah. and they do a joke. You know, I I'm thinking of any, <laughs> any comedians, right? Um, right. But does that? I'm curious. Uh, actually, is that something that like you enjoy now that you have the ability to to do and and if you do uh you can feel free to show it off oh uh well i mean i would say this right it's uh the thing that i love about jokes is how magical they are it's like a little magic trick uh for your brain right the element of surprise that you get like it's it's a very beautiful moment of connection when you can actually make someone laugh and it's like wow these were words that i just put together and in a unique combination and this happened. Um, but it also has this thing where it's not like a magic trick or like a, a song, right? That you can play over and over and over where it's like, it has a shelf life to it, to where yeah, once yeah. you tell it, once someone hears it, that's why it's so, um, you don't see, like by the time you see a special or something on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. That has been done 300 400 times like that set has been done so many times and uh 
and it's that's why it's not filmed and shared and like like cameras are put away and things like that is because you know you can share it and i think i it will become normal too where like we're sharing more of our material and stuff and putting out clips that's something i intend to do so uh if if people want to follow along that's something i'm um uh, going to be doing, but, uh, yeah, I see you have anytime. some clips on Instagram, right? I mean, you have some stuff there, uh, actually, uh, just before we get off, um, let folks know how they can, you know, get a taste of what you do if they want to, I don't know if you have like, uh, show dates or anything, people can follow you. So if you're in the neighborhood, they can come see you. Um, we know about podmahal.com. So certainly check that out for people. Um, number one, and then uh, any other things that you want to throw out there for folks? Yes. So uh, podmahal.com. Yep. That, head over there if you want any free resources or just details about you know what we do and how we can help and whatnot. Um, but for standup, uh, mizhq.com. M-I-Z-H-Q.com. That's kind of where I think I have like a five minute set up there that you can watch and check out. There we go. So um, check it out there, folks. Yeah. And uh, I also post uh, like show dates and things like that. Um, you can you can let me know what city you're in and I kind of keep you in the loop when I, if I'm there uh, in the future. And yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to connect. So if you just want to reach out and say hello, Mizba.hawk um, on uh, Instagram and Hawk is H-A-W-K. And where's the Hawk come from? Just curious. Well, so my last name is actually H-A-Q-U-E uh, and uh. it's pronounced like Hawk, like a uh. little bit with a heavy Q, but over the years, it's just like, hey, hey, hog, you know, and then you're right. like Hawk. And then I was like, oh, okay, that has a good ring to it. And everybody else spit it back like that. And so it's kind of the, um, I forget, like the breakdown of the word, uh, the, not the enunciation, but when you like, uh, the you mean where it came from the entomology no not 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 where it came from but you know how you break down like ms buzz m-i-s dash b-a-h right oh, so right. hawk is just like the this easy way yeah. the pronunciation yeah so um m-i-s-b-a-h misba dot h-a-w-k on instagram um always happy to uh connect with anybody who's a who's a listener from anywhere i appreciate you guys just tuning in and listening yeah. And you, and you've got your podcast as well, right? So how, how do people listen to your podcast? Yeah. So, uh, there's a couple different podcasts that I'm doing. And, uh, I think if you want to check that out, head over to podmahal.com for that. Cause all of the shows are kind of there. You can click off into Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, but I do one called the human evolution project. Um, that's with another coach, uh, called, uh, his name is Bryce Smith. We kind of explore, uh, topics that just don't get talked about a lot in the, process of identity evolving and you know mm -hmm. us just being human um and then Miz Unfiltered is the show that's kind of my baby and I've been doing since uh you know I was like 18 or 19 or something mm -hmm. and it's not perfect but it's a great example if you want to see something that's not perfect and if you go back to the uh earliest episodes you'll hear me like being so afraid to like express <laughs> my point of view or uh you know say stuff so um that's out there. Um, there's some other shows that you might enjoy as well. Um, but all that is at podmahal.com. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. I really do appreciate it. It's great to, uh, you know, hear what your journey was and how you got over some of the things in life that, 
you know, are tough for all of us. Um, but certainly, you know, I would say bottom line is you can certainly serve for, you know, inspiration, uh, you know, with our listeners today, um, who might have a dream of doing something, um, that they're not currently doing, but you can take a step at a time. You can set up those long-term goals. You can be proud of your progress, you know, make sure you're paying attention to, you know, what you've achieved, uh, sometimes even write those down or take a picture of, you know, milestones you've, you've completed. So when it comes to be your birthday, you sit down and do that year end review and you look back at your list, you know, of accomplishments or look at the pictures and you say, yeah, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Actually, I did get some stuff done, you know, or I did, you know, move on this thing. So uh, a reason to be happy about it and to motivate yourself even more to keep going, whether it's fitness, because um, that almost sounds like a way to do fitness goals, right? Um, <laughs> right. Or, or whether that's life goals, career goals, uh, or just happiness goals in general. I hope uh, some of the things that you heard on uh, the show today helped out. Uh, once again, uh, thank you very much, Ms. Ba, for coming on. Everybody go and check out his stuff. Uh, if you missed it, just go back in the podcast so you know where to go to uh, look for Ms. Ba's material. And please do come back again and check out Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free. I hope it can help you in your life now or in the future. So thanks again, Ms. Bot. Have a great rest of the day. And to all the listeners, we'll see you right back here next time. Same place, same time. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thank you see so much. Ms. All right. Bye-bye. Take care.